Hey, welcome to episode 64 of the Horror Dads podcast. This is Jamie joined by John. John, what's up, man? What is going on, man? What's going on? Oh, just uh, living the dream. It is Mother's Day today, so happy Mother's Day to all the lovely mothers out there that keep us uh, horror dads going. Yeah, thank you all so much. It is Mother's Day. The time this airs, it won't be anymore, but uh, uh, we just want to say thank you to all the moms. We uh, put a heartfelt post out today, so we actually really, really fucking mean that sentiment, and uh, we could not do this without you, so thanks to all the moms. 100%. Jamie, what is our episode topic today, buddy? Today we are going to do vacation horror films. So, you know, films where you're traveling to maybe a cabin in the woods. Maybe you're going to a uh, shark polluted polluted beach. Maybe, dude, I I feel like we conscientiously made an attempt because there are tons of different vacations, right? Mm. It's like, hey, you want to go to the Poconos and uh, ski this weekend or you want to go... Uh, you want to go uh, jet skiing at the lake? Any arrangement that could exist, we tried to capture that in this episode. So um, we're going to talk about 10 different films, vacation-based. We're going to talk about the uh, destination, the film, the friend group, but uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, no, as always, we don't necessarily do a, it's not a top five, like, forever of that category but maybe a top five of the movies that we picked yeah and there are a shitload of movies on here that should be on here that are not just because we've talked about them a million times so uh you know bear that in mind we'll we'll talk about some runners up maybe at the end but uh yeah that's something i think that's worth noting yeah but if you're an avid listener of the show we're on obviously what 64th episode so there's movies that we've kind of beaten in the ground already that we try to uh try to uh, avoid. pass on yep uh, well one of the Sometimes. ten. One, yeah, of, I mean, one of the ten is going to come up again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but thank you all for joining. If you're new new to the show, uh, you have a, an episode with just Jamie and I. We're we're the normal hosts, but uh, we we sometimes interview people, and uh, you just have us, uh, uh, Jamie and I, on on and off episode. So uh, we're going to do a, a top ten list this evening, and we're going to get through it. But before we do that, we always like to catch up. So. Jamie, do you want to catch up on some stuff, man? Yeah. All right. So Riker, my little one, uh, has this Michael Myers figure. You know, it came in like a big box with all the hammer and different knives and shit. You know, you can't buy. It would be great to have like a a warehouse of like shitty horror figures that like aren't 35 bucks each. You know what I mean? Just like a Michael Myers, like knockoff. Yeah, maybe. Um, Hi, I'm Brian Myers. But yet, my mask is torn, and yeah. exactly like yeah, yeah Zachary <laughs> Myers. But the uh, <clears throat> the thing is now is like when you get these for a kid, which I guess you're not even supposed to, anyways. They're, they're supposed to be collector's items. Yes. Here's a toy for you to trash uh, that I just spent forty bucks on. <laughs> yeah. So the other night, he's laying in his in uh, the family room watching TV, and I notice he's chewing on something. I look, and it's Michael Myers' hand, and now it's like this deformed long chewed up hand right and i was like what have you done look what you did to michael you know and he was just like eh, shrug me off and uh about 10 minutes later it sunk in that he fucked up his michael myers figure and he comes over and he's like dad can you fix this and i was like no buddy like no it's plastic that you've chewed and deformed there's no fixing this breaks down loses it fucking crying like really crying dude like 10 minutes of like freaking out like really sad like sobbing 
at one point, he starts cradling this little Michael Myers figure, like, to his chest, telling Man. him he's sorry. Like, I'm sorry, Michael. That's really... Heartbreaking. That's heavy. Yes. <sighs> so, right. another $40 figure is on its way. How can you not buy him one when he's sobbing like that? So, I have a funny... Uh, not funny, but sweet family story that's relevant too. But uh, this this links to another uh, thing I'd like to mention. So we have a patron, um, Matt Bowman, who is the father of I think four, um, and a fucking amazing dude. God bless him. Both he and his wife Jackie are incredible people. And Matt sent Jamie and I a care package uh, a couple weeks ago. It had coloring books in it and um, two films from Vinegar Syndrome. And the coloring books are kid-friendly. So uh, he sent four coloring books, two for my kids, two for Jamie's kids, which is fucking amazing. And the kids, my kids, have just been, like, all about this. Like, every night, they're like, hey, do you want to color? Hey, do you want to color? Hey, do you want to color? And every night, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. And we typically do that, but typically it's like Winnie the Pooh books or yeah, Scooby Doo or yeah. whatever. And they keep pulling these out. Dude, every night I'm so excited to like, huh. I'm so excited to get involved in like color every single nice. night. So Matt, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you sending that over. Um, kids love it. Uh, dads love it. We're, we're all about it and we appreciate you. We appreciate your family. So thanks, Ben. Yeah, man. Thank you and the family so much. Uh, also the movies are kid friendly as well, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, not quite. So, uh, we, we parsed them out. We we got the package and I was like, Hey man, how do you want to split this up? So the coloring books were easy, but we were like, Hey, how do you want to like, what movie do you want? What movie do I want? (laughs) So the title I, I kept with me was, uh, Zombie Island Massacre? A zombie Island Massacre, yeah. And what was yours? Hollywood House of... Hollywood Horror House. Hollywood Horror House, yeah. Dude, so, I am pumped to fucking... 1973? So Jamie and I made a commitment. We're not going to watch these unless it's, to, unless it's together. Yeah. Uh, so we've not watched either of them yet, but we are going to get into this. And mm. um, we just... Really appreciate the gift uh, and the package. So thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, that's amazing, Matt. Matt. Um, also, I feel like Vinegar Syndrome titles, the majority of them are probably better watch with a friend. Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. Uh, what have you been buying, man? I actually don't know that I bought anything this cycle. We got um, this. I've been eyeing up. Yeah, I did get this. Uh, this but I've Hollywood been, Horror House. <laughs> but... uh. I've been eyeing up, so Fright Rags just came out with a bunch of new, like, Halloween, a new Halloween collection. Yeah. They have a Burbs collection coming out, which is going to be spicy. Um, did you see the plush dolls that they just released? The Joe the Bob, Bob and, yeah. and Darcy? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I'm all in on that, too. Yeah, I, I also have not been buying much, but um, got this amazing care package from Matt, and I... Um, I've been eyeing up the Fright Rags Burbs collection, which is going to release Tuesday, which is probably probably the day this episode's releasing. Yeah, um, and they're just that's one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, the collection has some really awesome stuff to it. So super just pumped about that. Fright Rags. Also, uh, Gutter Garbs just released a new um, Trick or Treat collection. Not not mm. Trick or Treat, the Trick or Treat. Oh, the old, yeah, the yeah. old one, the heavy yeah. metal. <laughs> yeah. 
So if you're into that movie, I know a lot, uh, a lot of people are. Head over and check out what uh, Gutter Garbs is releasing. Looking pretty badass. Awesome. What do you, Have you been uh, watching anything? Yeah, so yeah. I watched this Netflix movie, man. It just came out. Netflix original, I believe. It's called Choose or Die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just so came the, out, right? So the thing, yeah, just came out. I think maybe two weeks ago. Um, I threw it on right away. It was one of those where I just threw it on when the wife wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Uh, looking at her phone. What are we watching? I don't know. Some... Choose or choose. I didn't even say the title because it sounds so fucking dumb. Uh, I don't know. It just came on. Let's watch it. And yeah. when you hear that name, like, uh, you get an idea in your head of like what this movie's going to be. It's probably exactly that. Uh, but it's a little more like independent feeling. Um, definitely has a Netflix feel, but there's some really like cool, like horror Easter eggs that you find in there that, you know, just kind of get your blood going and you love and, so the movie it's, itself is fine. It's worth a watch. But worth a watch. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Really cool, like, you know, creative kills and creative uh, set designs. Um, so what more can you ask for in a fucking horror movie these days? Yeah. Oh, but also we've been... So the end of this month is, for you and I, it's like a national holiday. Uh, May 27th, Stranger Things comes out. Stranger Things season four. Oh, dude. So the family and I have been going through season one. Like all weekend long and yeah. it just, I love, like our family loves that fucking show. So it just, it's great to rehash, you know, kind of revisit and uh, I'm sure we're not going to get through all of them, but we're all really looking forward to season four. Yeah. I got to get going here. I'm going to be in Washington DC that week, that whole week. So, uh, Ooh. yeah, <clears throat> which is actually the week of my birthday and my wife's birthday. So yes, it is. Yeah. yeah I gotta you know, it's, going. it's. It's tough, though, to rewatch uh, just on a whim because I've now seasonalized that, that series. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like I, season three I, is summer and yep. yeah. two is Halloween, of course. Two is fall for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. But uh, so I checked out the movie The Rental um, starring the dude from uh, Shameless. Lip. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I recommended this to you based on your recommendation of Superhost. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Superhost, and I think you went home and watched, or stayed home and watched The Rental, and it was perfect. We, we flip flopped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, so I watched this. This was good. I mean, much like Superhost, similar theme. Um, this one was less fun. I mean, Superhost is, it's more, it's more fun, I guess, and it's more, more self aware, I suppose. More uh, cringy. Yeah, and it's but more, it's meant to be cringy. It's more, yeah, it's more self-aware because they're supposed to be cringy yeah. YouTube posts. Yeah, yeah. Whereas um, this movie's like much more serious. Ugh, the theme, and, like the themes are really yeah. Yeah, it's dark, adult, and heavy. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Dude, super adult theme. Um, like I feel like a a ten year old could watch Superhost and be like, okay, I get it. A ten year old would watch this movie and be like, I don't get it, right? And I don't want to. I don't want yeah, to. I don't want to get it. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's heavy, it's dark, uh, it's a lot, and it's very adult. So I enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it, but I don't know if I'll watch it again. Which one did you like better? Superhost. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. So I saw The Rental first probably about a year ago or whenever it first came out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. You're right. Two totally different movies. They it's, are. It's hard to even compare. It's crazy because they, like, they broached like a similar uh, platform, <laughs> right? They're like, hey, this is the... yeah. The uh, vacation vacation rental home thing, which we're exactly. going to talk about here. Yeah, we uh, could have included either of these. We could have. Had we, had we wanted to. 
<laughs> but they n- neither made the cut, unfortunately. Uh, but they're being discussed, so it's perfect. Yeah. Um, Superhost is more of found footage, whereas the rental is just a straight up like dramatic film, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Superhost has its moments of. Well, of course, but they incorporate the YouTube filming. Yeah, yeah. Kind of has a little bit of like the uh, behind the mask sort of concept. Yeah, that like, fucking host. God damn. I mean, she's bad shit. Crazy. She's so good at acting that part. So uh, we're gonna, we're actually going to come back to this because the one of the movies we're going to discuss made me think of like when I watched this movie, I thought of one of the movies we're going to discuss tonight. So okay. actually perfect. Okay, cool. All right. So what are you, what are you wearing, man? All right. So I, dude, actually speaking of freight rags, I got out of the shower on my way here, opened my drawer. First thing I saw was a freshly washed, uh, uh silent night, deadly night t-shirt from freight rags. And, uh, it's dude, this has so good. I mean, Santa, the nun, the kid, Santa again. I think it even had, doesn't it? St- stabbing a naked body on yeah. the ground in front of a car. <laughs> Uh, that's the beginning, yeah. That's a shirt you can only put on while your kids are asleep. <laughs> Absolutely. You do not want them asking questions. So Go to I, sleep! I had a shirt on, was prepping my show notes, and then ran into the bedroom, changed my shirt. My wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm changing my shirt. And she was like, why? I said, well, we're recording tonight and she was like okay why are you changing your shirt and i was like because this one is very relevant for a theme so i have my cavity color shirt on and it's like the uh tie-dyed orange tie-dyed like it's my vacation tee uh you've got a tiki scenario going on i know i talked about this this shirt last summer but uh i I love this one it's just a monster a fun fucking monster mash halloween beach party dude yeah and they're all at a Tiki bar, basically, or lounging on the beach. A witch in the silhouette of the moon. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I I scrambled upstairs to put this on for the... What song do you think's playing there? Monster Mash. Like, without one fucking You don't want to say that because it's too obvious, but it's got to be. But, like, that's what's on (laughs) in this scene. 100%. All right. Couple uh, shout-outs before we get into our episode. Uh, We... Do you have a Patreon? We've got a $5 tier and a $10 tier on Patreon. Uh, so please do consider subscribing. We've got great bonus content on our $5 tier. We do a an episode every month where we watch a movie we've never seen before that our patrons vote on. And we have a bonus episode on our $10 tier. And a, just a bunch of stuff. Like we, we, we don't really market all of what we do on Patreon. We just do a ton on there. Uh, so... <laughs> Please consider checking it out. Uh, and if you join today, you unlock a ton of already like pre-existing content. So please consider that. Um, we also have a website where we've got some merch. So please uh, jump over to horrordads.com. Uh, we've got a bunch of t-shirts on there right now. And we're going to do some more. And um, I think it's worth mentioning again. Our last show, we mentioned this. But we will be at the... Uh, Living Dead Weekend Conference, or not con- conference, it's like work, right? The conference. We will be at the Living Dead Weekend um, convention on June 10th and 11th and 12th. I think we're going to be there Saturday the 11th. 
The wives would be more accepting if it was a conference. Yeah, that's what we told them. I work. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weekend. We gotta we gotta be in uh, Monroeville, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But uh, so if you're around, check us out there, and uh, yeah, hope to see some of you there. Yeah. All right, man. You want to get into it? Before we talk about the films yeah let's talk about the idea of vacation so it's the uh beginning of Mar- um, of may we're all heading into vacation season um what are like growing up what were your uh vacations like we did a lot of uh beach so we did a lot of like ocean city maryland oh um, shit okay i did a lot of niagara falls like for like weekend getaways uh now my mom now my parents are divorced on my mom's side we grew up a big time like outdoorsy snowmobiling family yeah. So my vacation, my summer vacations were typically with my dad at like with my uncles and aunts at like, like I said, uh, Ocean City, Maryland or something. Um, and then mostly my winters with my mom were like going to Canada or Michigan or something snowmobiling. So, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, like reflecting on this, how many different types of vacation you could experience. Yeah, exactly. Right? Different snowmobiling ages. is one of the things that does not come to mind. <laughs> So there's the family environment, right? Yep. Where you're, um, and that could be any time of year, winter, summer, spring, fall. Uh, there's the one-on-one, like just, hey, you and I, like, yeah, we're friends. We want to fucking do this with a couple other friends. Then there's want to go to Monroeville. <laughs> there's June 11th in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Then there's the uh, like. Hey, there's a couple going somewhere, right? Uh, hey, we got to work on our relationship or we want to just be alone yeah. for a weekend, Heart whatever. Heart shaped hot tub. Exactly. Yeah. Or in the Poconos. Or you have multiple, multiple families going on a trip. I don't know if we broach any of that in this, uh, in this discussion, yeah, but that's, that's an option we, that's, too. That's what we typically do, right? With our friends and, yeah, I mean, we vicariously, like... So, Jamie and I stuff these movies into our trips, by the way. So, the kids oh go to God, bed, yeah. and everyone's like, all right, uh, we're going to play some cards. We're going to hang out. And we're like, ow, John actually, and I we're going to put on... Like, <laughs> oh, there's no Blue, Blu-ray player here. It's like, oh, I brought my don't, Xbox. Don't worry. I packed one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Don't you worry. Yep. All right, man. Uh, you know, real quick, I uh, was listening to something a few weeks ago, and they were talking about vacation with kids, and the one guy was like, you do not take a vacation with your kids. You take a trip uh, that you happen yeah. to be on with your kids, but it is not a fucking vacation. And they are, t- t- that's typically true. We have gone, so Lance and Steven will appreciate this from Toxic Coffin. Uh, we, Jamie and I and our families have Two times, right? Yes. Twice ventured yep. down to um, Outer Banks. Outer Banks. So that's been our like beach beach trip. But uh, I think I'm taking my family to the Jersey Shore. Yeah, you guys are doing Jersey this year in August. That's the plan. Yeah. So we'll hopefully be there. 
Nice. Um, and there are a shitload of listeners and friends and family in Jersey. So we hope to make the most of that trip, but that's the, uh, that was the plan. So growing up for me, like that was it, dude. Like we went to Jersey cause my, my dad grew up there and yeah. it was like, Hey, point pleasant. That's where we go for vacation. Uh, and I lived down in Florida for a little while. So I've been to the beaches down there like a zillion times. Sure. Um, lived down in Miami, but, uh, in terms of like vacation, vacation growing up as a kid, like my fondest memories and my most uh, distinct memories were all related to Jersey, Jersey Shore. Now, I because I'm married to your sister, I know a lot about your guys' getaways. You guys used to do these like your dad would go to these. I don't know if they were conferences or what they were like Wisconsin <laughs> and shit. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota. Cayman Islands, right? Wasn't that one? That was, so after my mom died, my dad was like, oh, we got to go on a fucking, like, got to get out of here vacation. So we went down to the Cayman Islands. It was like a really long, it was just me, my sister, and my dad, like, very weird. Yeah. Like, everyone's grieving in in a weird spot in life. And we went down to the Cayman Islands, and it was just like a super strange trip. Um, So we did that, but we also. I think my wife was attacked by a bird down there. That's why she hates birds now. Shit, yeah. The birds shit all over her. Like, and dude, a bird shit on her in the Outer Banks as well. Remember, every time she's around, a bird shits on her. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be good luck, but they also like really disease people too sometimes. <laughs> so hopefully that has not happened. Um, but yeah, uh, Wisconsin in Minnesota, we spent a lot of time up there as kids, <laughs> like as um, just tag alongs for conferences and stuff. My dad, my dad was doing so. Okay, I have. Amazing shindigs, um, great for the fam. So come on up. That's sort of what it was. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know that like your mom, his wife at the time was like another goddamn conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're in beautiful Wisconsin, and I'm here stuck in bumfuck Ohio. I'm bringing the kids. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming. <laughs> yeah. So we did that a lot too. Yeah, that's true. It's like, well, the joke's on you. Wisconsin isn't that beautiful. I remember distinctly one night we were at a conference on a Sunday night. We had school, obviously, the next day on Monday. And my dad's company had a talent show going for some reason. And mm. I like the way this is shaping up. My dad went up to my sister and said, who's your wife, and said, uh, if you play the piano for this talent show, we'll stay another night. You can skip school tomorrow. And my sister played the theme from Cheers or Frasier or one of those shows. Whichever one I was expecting chopsticks. It was not that. Yeah. It was like an actual fucking thing. Mm. Uh, And she hung in there and did it in front of a room of like 90 people that were all hammered. Oh, they probably yeah. loved it. Yeah. And Everybody knows your name. It was something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Singing along. Um, but yeah. yeah. Arms on everybody's shoulders. Dude, that's a very like specific vacation memory as a kid that, that, that I have for sure. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado. Let's get in some movies. Yeah. Let's go. All right. You want to go? Start? Yeah, I'm going to start. I'll you start. Go first. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to kind of start with like the shittiest movie that we got. Maybe oh, okay. the maybe the shittiest movie of all time. Uh we're going to go to 1990s Troll 2. Oh my god. You're late. 
Sorry, we had a small mishap. Here are the keys. Um, here are ours. Have a nice stay in Milbar. You and our city. Still telling the same story, Josh? Powers of evil are very strong here. I must leave. So this is the movie that is a sequel um, that is not a fucking sequel. So the, the lore behind this movie is it was originally going to be called Goblins, uh, which would be so much more appropriate. Um, yeah, but, it really would be. But the studio or the filmmakers or somebody involved in this um, decided that it would be a lot harder to sell a standalone horror movie that sucked. So they decided to try to attach it to the movie Troll. Um, and call it Troll 2, whereas it has no correlation or no um, connection to Troll at all. There's not even a Troll in this fucking movie. They're goblins. Uh, it's about a family that does this weird, like, vacation swap thing with a, a family from the town of Nilbog. <clears throat> Which, yes, if uh, you're doing that in your head, spelled backward, it's Goblin. Uh, so... It wasn't. <laughs> they, they travel to this town in Nilbog. They switch homes with a family from there. That family comes to live in their house. They go to Nilbog to live in their house. When they get there, they realize, I, I don't think they do realize. Uh, they're kind of uh, so wait, dumb. Dude, this is like wife swap, but. Home swap. Home swap. Like town swap. Okay. So yeah, yeah. for vacation, you essentially just go live somebody else's life. I don't really fucking get it. Oh, shit. Okay. Stupid. Must have been an early 90s thing. Um, so they get there. Turns out that uh, these are vegetarian goblins that feed you, like, drink and food with some shit in there, some poisonous shit in there that turns you into, like, a vegetative mass or, like, a puddle of vegetation. And then they eat you. So that's the whole plot of this film. It is fucking ridiculous. Uh, it turns out, so if you watch the movie, you'll be like, this really is the shittiest thing I've ever seen. Uh, I grew up kind of watching on HBO. One of those movies I remember as a kid, just like so vividly because as a kid, you don't really know what sucks. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, this is entertaining. Yeah. 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 So this came out in 90. So it was probably on HBO, like 91, 92. I would have been nine or 10, 10 or 11. And, um, I just remember like so vividly watching this movie and just being like, what in the hell? Because there's a, there's a scene in there where he's able to pause time. I don't know why or how it's like Zach Morris in Saved by the Bell, you know? Um, so he freezes the scene because his family is about to eat and drink like all this food that was prepared for them when they come in this house. And the kid somehow knows what's going on because he's having a dream from his fucking grandpa that's telling him uh, that there's demons here. So he freezes time. Pees all over the fucking food and into the drink. Oh my god, dude! And like it, the family is like livid. Like, why would you do that? Uh, it's like, well, I saved your life. So this was what year? Ninety eight. Ninety. Ninety. Oh man. So apparently, uh, the movie was like written in. So it was written by Italians who couldn't even really speak English. They wrote this script, wanted the crew. To like stick to the script. Like they wanted the cast like, no, 
This is how you do it. <laughs> and the entire the entire crew was an Italian crew. Couldn't even really most of them couldn't even speak English. Every actor was American and had never even been in a fucking movie. They were all these brand new shitty actors uh, with this Italian crew and they couldn't communicate. And I, I'd like to think that that's the reason this movie sucks so bad. Um, so but it's really fun. Like the thing is, is, if you know this movie, like I do, it sucks, but it's also like really fun. Where are they in this movie? Like where, where's the vacation occur? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I don't, it might like, be Utah. I think scene? it was filmed in Utah. So, so it's like a skiing no, it's like, uh, it's this weird, it almost looks like a fucking like old Western town, but it's just like homes. So it's a family going to a, like a, 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 a yeah, yeah, a small town to live. And I don't, I don't, again, I don't know why the fuck you would even do this. I mean, it's not I'm, a vacation I'm, I'm to try, me. I'm trying to piece together in my, my parent mind, like no. how I would get, I don't get like my there. own neighbors. I'm meeting new fucking neighbors. So, do you think this is like a commentary on like vegetarianism? Dude, it has to be right. If you want to try to attach any sort of like meaning, meaning to this, this fucking movie, <laughs> you are on the wrong path, my friend. So, as a person that's been like, uh, I guess over the past ten years, <clears throat> I was a vegetarian for four, right? So, trying to trying to piece that together so i will say that this place looked like bumfuck nebraska like it didn't look like much stuff was growing there so that must be why they had to do this all right all right fair enough all right uh that is a pick it is it is indeed <laughs> typically my transition sentences good pick i'm gonna go to my next one. Oh, so real quick there's actually a documentary i think it's called the best worst movie ever made or something it's oh, all shit. about this movie and like the fandom that's attached to it. You know, it's got like the main actor, the dad in the movie, um, like at the different cons and just like, I don't know why people <laughs> like this movie, but Hey, here I am. 25 bucks for an autograph. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> if you'll spend it. <laughs> all right. I'm going, I'm going a completely different route. Okay. I don't think you can help but go a completely different route I'm, than, yeah. from this fucking movie. Any of my five <laughs> picks are a different route, but like this one definitely is. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to 2004 to a film called Club Dread. The warp minds behind Super Troopers. You know how fast you're going? 65. 63. Used to be the fuzz. Yeah, fiesta time. Are you ready to party? Now they're catching the buzz. So you came here to escape civilization, and we're going to hold you to it. In this tropical paradise. Large Bronkhorst, I'm the new masseur. We swapped out a six-foot Swedish broad for this guy. I'm 6'1". Everyone's got to stick together. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Code red bogey. Oh, dude, check out that. <laughs> What's up? Yes. All right, so this film, it's a Broken Lizard classic, I guess. Um, I always mess up the, the director's name, but J. Uh, Chandra, Chandra Kassar, I believe, is it? Um, but he's in the film, as is fucking Bill Paxton, uh, Kevin Heffernan, who's the... Uh, the masseuse who also plays uh, oh yeah, yeah what's his name Farva. beer fest yeah farva and uh the dude in beer fest but frustrating so frustrating yeah. <laughs> oh man i'll go home and watch that right now 
so but the tagline for this film is a vacation to die for right perfect so basic synopsis of this movie is a serial killer interrupts the fun at the swanky uh coconut pete's coconut pete beach resort which is a hedonistic island paradise for swingers so it's up to like the the club staff to basically like stop the violence but they don't do that they pretty much hide it so like that's the the conundrum that they're So this uh, vacation setting is the complete opposite of what Jamie has outlined, which is like a family going out west. So this is like a super remote island. Um, You're basically like the profile of a person doing this vacation as a single person uh, going out, just looking to hook up with people pretty much. Yeah, like hedonism island or some shit. Yeah. So... It's pretty much the Jimmy Buffett culture, which exactly to me, like growing up, like I, I like my parents were never into Jimmy Buffett, but I knew that was like a thing, I guess. Um, the parrot head. Yeah. Movie. And I heard people like talk about it and like, it's like a religion almost. Yeah. And you see yeah, yeah. people walk around with like their Mercuryville like t-shirts and stuff like that. And you're In like nineties. It was huge. Like so big. And it's one of those things where like, you never heard anybody listening to it, but then the concert would come to town and like everyone you knew was going and you're like, what? And you're like, well, uh, excuse me. Why? Like 17 year old friends would be going like, and with it. Like and, what the fuck? And then for like three to four months after you'd see people walking around with like shell necklaces on. And you're like, what oh, the yeah. fuck is going on? Their here? eyelids are still drooping yeah. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so it, this, this movie is really, uh, Commentary on the Jimmy Buffett culture, which is like just hilarious. This movie is fucking great. Uh, yeah, and and Jimmy Buffett. So I guess I I think we've talked about this film in the past on the podcast, but he he was super. They like screened it for him, or they pitched the film for him in advance to be like, "Hey, dude, are are you don't uh, sue us? Are you okay with us doing this?" And Obviously, like, he's just like, yeah, cool. Uh, he was, I guess, totally the fucking, like, just in on it. He, oh. And he was like, I'm so into this. And he took a bunch of the songs from the movie, and he would sing them on tour. Oh, yeah, you did. You did yeah. talk about this. Yeah. Which is that's so a, that funny is cool. to me. But, uh, so this movie coming out in 2004. Okay, if, so. If you can't, also, if you can't laugh at yourself at that, then fuck you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, exactly. So hearing that is so, like. Nice and refreshing. You yeah, know? yeah. Could you imagine like this being like Axl Rose? He would have like <laughs> smashed somebody. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Let me rewrite all of this and also, also give me your throat. You. I'm gonna eat it. Yeah. Um, but this coming out in 2004, so we're post Scream. We're in the resurgence of horror, and everyone's like feeling good about the direction of things. So it's. It's like, hey, what's the next like self-aware thing that's going to occur? So this movie, I think it's by no means like a horror masterpiece, but it's super funny. It's super self-aware. Uh, and if you enjoy comedy and specifically like the book Broken Lizard comedy that was super popular in this era from uh, the riding the tide of uh, Super Troopers, right? Which was like exactly this, how they got yeah. famous. This movie is is great. Um so good. 
they do the the whole whodunit thing. The sequence in the beginning, they go from like uh, they introduce e- each character, but they give each character a, a motive as they introduce them. I mean, it's very Scooby Doo on Zombie it's, Island, yeah, dude. It completely is. It's <laughs> yeah. like a really raunchy version of Scooby Doo on exactly. Zombie and Island. I, you can't help but wonder if that's what they were going for. You know, like imagine them all like fucking stoned and drunk in one room, and they're like, oh, okay, so they're kids right now. They're like twenty three years old, me, yep, uh, who loves Scooby Doo. Still talking about it, and also really like Super Troopers. So like, let's just mash that shit up and yeah. make it this. And that's what they did. This movie would not work today. Uh, the jokes are really insensitive. Um, well, that's how they were one of those comedy troops uh, that pushed the envelope. Yeah, and I'm, as t- as t- uh, sensitivities increase, yeah, those don't work anymore. And much like you know, it's always sunny. If that happened. Today, it just wouldn't be what yeah, it is, yeah. right? Yeah. So. It's one of those movies, too, that you don't always remember the first time you saw a movie, but I remember the first time I saw this movie, I just remember being, like, so in love with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we always talk about doing a an episode of um, worst, like, DVD or, or Blu-ray menus to fall asleep to. Is this one of them? This is number fucking Really? One. What's it like? Dude, it's, I don't recall. it's one of those songs and it's probably coconut Pete. The, uh, <laughs> the icon to move from like option to option is like that, like large tiki mask. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> it's tiki, yeah. so fucking, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Oh man. I do love that movie though. I, you and I have searched numerous times for a Blu-ray. It doesn't exist. I'll buy one now, which is fucking weird. 90 bucks. All right, man. Where are you heading? All right. 2002. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I should say this out loud, but my only, the only Eli Roth movie I really like, and it's Cabin Fever. You know when you've known someone a long time and you just want to kiss them just to see if they're a good kisser or not? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Stay. I feel nauseous. Well, it's not funny. Can you help me? No, 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 no. She's not coming near me. What's your your problem? You guys gonna kill each other now? You don't look so hot. I love this movie, and I love this pick. Uh, so you can't do a list like this of weekend getaways or vacations and not have at least one Cabin in the Woods movie. Uh, it could have been Cabin in the Woods, could have been any Friday the 13th film, The Burning, anything, right? Yep. Um, this is my Cabin in the Woods movie. I'm sure you're going to have one. Uh, this is just, it's one of those movies I've just like, I don't know. I feel like formative in my life as a horror fan. Uh, because this came out at a time that I wasn't hugely into horror at the time. Uh, but this is just one of those movies that everybody saw. So fucking good. Still sticks with me. Uh, the effects are still great. The kills are still great. Uh, this is five friends rent a cabin in the woods and they catch a flesh eating virus. That's the quick synopsis. Uh, so this random friend shows up on their first night. Not friend, random guy with a dog. Yeah, he's. 
Well, so you've got uh, Eli Roth that shows up at the yeah yeah the the campfire with Doctor Mambo. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Mambo, right? And they head inside, and this fucking like homeless dude. Almost, That's the dude. He comes like banging on the door, and everyone's like, "That that could you imagine that? It'd be so fucking scary, terrifying." Yeah. And everyone's like, "Don't fucking touch him!" And they're these just are like, "These are like what." Early twenties. Oh, kids. E, dude. Yeah, yeah. Twenty one to twenty three. I can't remember. They're old enough to buy beer, or no? Yeah, because I remember yeah. there was that incident with the. Okay, so he can buy beer, uh, but you're at that age where you still like. They say like you know he makes that bet where like the only thing he's gonna drink all weekend is beer, yeah. no water or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why he lives so long, dude. Yeah. There's no denying Eli Roth is like a horror powerhouse, but you know. He, of he, his films, he makes like yeah, films and yeah. that's what he does. This is a uh, our favorite of his. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm with you on that. Deeply respect the guy. Respect what he does. You know. Yeah. You don't have to like everything somebody makes. Uh, but Ryder Strong, Jordan Ladd, Giuseppe Andrews, who plays Deputy Winston, who is easily the best <laughs> character in this movie. Hey, party, party man. Yeah, party man. <laughs> yeah, totally ridiculous uh, character. But dude, the kills, like when that the the brunette is when she's like shaving, oh, and she dude. starts shaving the skin, and then goes outside to be eaten by a fucking German Shepherd. Oh, terrible! Terrible. And then uh, Ryder Strong beating in uh, Jordan Ladd, mm. and the when yeah. she's just looking skeletal. And, mm, 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 mm. and it's like the whole the tension of the film is very like this. This so setup is so key. And all of them traveling to their destination is like such a prominent factor in this film, which we love. Like we love all. We that. love yeah. so much. Stopping at the gas station, and in fact, like when when we go on like family trips, if we don't drive together, like Jamie and I get really fucking mad. <sighs> yeah, because it's like, well, we're gonna miss out on that, right? We're gonna miss out on heading into the yes the shop and hearing the the racist idiot behind the counter talking about sandwiches right like like we want that experience together so we can reflect on it um every time we'd go to wisconsin we would stop at that one place yeah and i remember so distinctly like getting older and having kids we were like oh fuck we can't drive together and i like i would get like pissed about yeah 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 like no we're gonna make this fit yeah no, we can't have the two toddlers on like in the same I'm like, seat. Oh, we can fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, times are different now. However, um, me riding on the on the roof of the car like Granny in uh, European <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> it's it's films like this though that make the idea of being together important. I feel. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's some super. Uh, Grizzly kills to this movie. It does not end well, really, for anybody, I guess. <sighs> no. Very Our dark. buddy at the end that we think made it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, super dark. Even the shit. So what's what I like about this movie is they there's shit that's, like, really dark, but also there's always those comedic undertones. Yeah. Like when that woman is butchering the pig, and, and she finds out that it that's has the scariest. Disease. That is the so scariest part. fucking scary, dude. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I didn't realize you were like, no, I'm out. That's uh, her. That scene to me was always very <laughs> comparable to um, Anne Hesh's uh, performance. And uh, I know what you did last. Yeah. A little yeah. bit unhinged. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. You know something is not right there. Yep. yep. A screw is loose. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. So, yeah, cabin fever is my number four. Man, cabin fever. Okay, good. Very good. All right, I'm going to head to mine. My number four is Friday the 13th, part four. chapter so this is your cabin in the woods yeah man i ha- i had to I, I tried to hit the whole spectrum so this is definitely my my cabin film i got one other one that crops up a little oh, bit okay. later but uh it's okay this one's dude total total classic any movies that take place in Nilbog? <laughs> no uh, trolls three troll three most people haven't been there <laughs> yeah uh but uh, Friday Four starring Eric Anderson, um, Judy Aronson, and Peter Barton. And dude, this fucking movie. When when you ask me like, what's your fr- your favorite Friday Thirteenth? This is pretty much the first film that comes to mind, and then I wrestle with three and two. Like it's always like a tumbleweed of these three films. Is it like that for you? Uh, I think maybe. <laughs> Probably all of like the main horror franchises, uh, it it's ha- really hard to pin down an order, dude. And because then we interview honestly, somebody. The, way the wind rolls or blows. We interview someone, and I'm like, oh yeah, you made really good points. Four is my favorite. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, every time it happens. But uh, this one, I feel most of you have seen. But after being an- announced dead and taken into a morgue. Jay Voorhees spontaneously revives and escapes the hosp- hospital and stalks a group of friends renting basically a fuck, basically renting an Airbnb. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like that's what's happening next door. Um, but the friend group in this is great. You know, we've got um, Teddy, who's arguing the hmm. entire time with Crispin Glover's character. Those two, man. They're sitting in the very, very back, um, and they're arguing, and the relationship is just so kind of like honest and realistic feeling. But the, uh, but the, the, the setup's amazing. So the travel to the location is just as important as the time in the location, and much like Jamie and I were just, just kind of talking about with uh, Captain Fever, like that's so important to us, and I feel like that's really well executed here. Yeah. And, um, uh, all the other leads to are, are great. You've got, um, the love interest that's happening. The twins are introduced and then you have like the love tension that occurs. So they're a great like pattern interrupt, I guess, for the, the, the typical kind of trope that's going on and it's interrupted, um, during their hike session. Uh, you've got the skinny dipping, 
You've got Corey Feldman's character. And so, so like, good. He and his family are as interesting as the friend group. Yeah, because you're meeting them for the first time as well. Yeah. So you have almost like a um uh uh a Jimmy Stewart sort of rear window experience happening like across the street with yes uh Corey Feldman and there's this voyeuristic component happening of of him sort of watching them and and you as the viewer are knowing like okay well someone's going to get killed soon so you know there's some other fucker like sitting out in the woods watching what's going on here yeah yeah so there there are layers of kind of intricacy that have not existed in a, a Friday the 13th to to date sure uh, yeah. as this movie's unfolding so it's it's very interesting the way they kind of approach this and Joseph Zito does a fantastic job oh, of yeah. the execution then you have the uh, Jared Padalecki character as well Oh, like, dude, 100%. That's like, the guy that Jared Padalecki is in the remake. Let me fix your car with my knife. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen my sister? One zillion percent. Uh, and we'd be remiss not to mention Crispin Glover dancing to ACDC, but not dancing to ACDC. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that song actually is, but it was yeah. supposed to be Back in Black. Yep. So that's super enjoyable. Uh, and again, his banter with Ted and 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 him getting retribution, like finally hooking up and uh, Ted ending up watching weird movies by himself in the, Ugh, in the I actually hate that, that part until yeah. he gets killed. Ted's a douche. Yep. But the uh, yeah, the ele- element of voyeurism is really grounding for this film, I think, of of Corey Feldman's character being across the street, kind of like watching what's going on and, and being Dingling. more... But he, he's more aware of what's happening than the rest, like the kids, which is uh, kind of unsettling. You know, he's like this little boy and he's like following what's going on. Watching the skinny dipping and then yeah. watching across yeah. the street. Yeah. yeah. So that dynamic's super interesting, but... Um, and he makes the masks. Oh, Dude, can't man, can't not mention that. There are so many characters in this movie, but that's probably why this is my favorite one. Um, again, depends on the day you ask me, but today this is my favorite of the the Friday franchise. Uh, everyone's really really well acted in this movie, and I just enjoy uh, the the concept of the the friend group basically arriving for vacation. You know, yeah, because all the most of the well, the ones before this for sure are, you know, actual counselors coming for work. And yeah. This is the first one where you have a group of kids coming strictly for vacation. Yep. Yeah. No, this is a good one. All right, man. That's my number four. All right. Yeah. No, fucking great. All right. So I'm going to go to 2015. Uh, this is a director and a filmmaker that uh, a lot of people are kind of like here or there on. Uh, it's M. Night Shyamalan, and this is The Visit. This is Maria Bella Jameson, uh, my, my nana. And this is my, my pop-pop. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. We're visiting for the week. <laughs> Miss you guys. We're having a great time. I wanted to spend time with you for so long, yeah. I have not seen your nana this happy in years. <laughs> Bedtime here is 9.30. You two shouldn't come out of your room after that. 
Good night. So Bye. this to me was like the comeback of M night, you know, dude, completely the fuck agree. Yeah, dude. Great, great pick. This is a great pick. Yeah. All right. So this is a uh, uh, boy and his sister. Uh, their names are Becca and Tyler. They're going to see their Nana and Pop Pop, Nana and Pop Pop. Uh, for the weekend or week or month. I don't know how fucking long this is. It feels like so long. Yeah. Um, but the mom who is played by goddamn, what's her name? Mm. All right. I'll get, I'll get to it. Uh, but she's so funny. I love her. Uh, but so they get there. The grandparents are acting really fucking weird. Turns out that they've never met the grandparents. Um, they knew they were coming, but they've never seen the grandparents. The plot is twisted so well that everything fits, but it doesn't necessarily make sense. You know what I mean? Like he twists everything to make it work, but it's like so kind of far fetched that like they never, they have no idea what their grandparents look like. The mom had like a sordid disruptive relationship with the parents, which is what I think led to them not having met them. The kids not having met the grandparents. But she had to go somewhere and had no other choice. Well, you're heading there on a train. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we can discuss this without spoiling it, but it's, yeah, it's it's a little tough. Yeah. This movie, this movie, honestly, the setting is great. The idea of um, this as like a quote unquote, like vacation type. Sure. Like the vacation archetype of this is fantastic because, um, this is the only of its kind. I think of what you and I are going to uh, going to discuss, like being a teenager and being basically like forced into a quote unquote vacation against your will. Yeah. Um, and it's like, Hey, you know, I, I gotta go fucking do this. Like, Hey, uh, you've been looking forward to this summer vacation. You're going to spend two weeks of it with your grandparents that you, you have never met. met. Yeah. Yeah. And have no idea what they look like. I love that. I do. And this movie is very, very enjoyable. Dude, it really is. Like, I know some people hate the brother. Um, he's like a wannabe rapper. Uh, he's a little bit. He's a little bit annoying. Yeah. Uh, but their relationship's great. Like, I love that they have each other. This movie would be intensely scary if there wasn't like a sibling. It very similar to this is weird because this movie is like meh. But I just watched it not long ago. Uh, the Glass House. You remember this with Lily Lila Lily Sobieski? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that the fact that like they had each other in that makes everything better. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, like having, just having that make like as a level of comfort to the movie that wouldn't be there otherwise and would make the movie just so much fucking different. Like um, if in Disturbia, if he had a sibling, <laughs> think of how that movie would be. It would be 100% different, but he has Ronnie, you know, at least you yeah, have somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- if you didn't have a sibling in this movie, I don't even know where they are. They're in BFE. So like you would have nobody. Dude, upstate Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. The furthest reaches of Maine. Uh yeah. but yeah, no, you have the fucking grandfather acting all wacky out there, like chopping wood and shit. And yeah. at one point it looks like he's about to swallow his shotgun. And he says, No, I was I was just cleaning it. Um, and the grandma is a fucking wackadoo, Dude, right? Just walking around naked. So so scary. Yeah. There's some, there are some really fucking scary scenes. Dude. And you're receiving the information of this film as if you were a teenage kid. Yeah. Like, you don't know the, the end yet. You don't know the payoff. 
And so. you're dude, you're totally right. Like this was M Night's comeback. Like, you know what? Fuck you all for trashing me. Yeah. And saying I made one good movie. I'm gonna make another good movie. And I I agree. Like, for me, this movie might be my favorite of his. Damn, yeah. I mean, this this movie's it's really rewatchable too. Like I've watched it probably three or four times. Always great. What's your favorite M Night movie? Uh I this is this is gonna be this is gonna sound really lame, uh, but probably signs. Oh, cool. Yeah. I know that that's Ten not cool. I know it's not cool. Yeah. But it's like the first it's cool, probably the Jamie. first M night movie I saw. I saw it at the drive in with my wife uh back when we were dating. So it just has memories yeah, attached yeah. to it. Oh, I gotcha. She fell asleep and I was like, Fuck you, like this alien is scary. <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> The car next to me is like rocking and shaking, and I'm like Jim Carrey and fucking <laughs> once bitten. <laughs> oh god! Just scared by myself. Uh, all right, uh, all right. So let's head to my number three. Nice. So my number three uh, is a, I'd say, an off the beaten path selection as well. Okay. So I'm going to go with uh, 2019's The Beach House. When you see someone change in front of you, and you know there's no going back, scares me to death. No one's been here in months. It's beautiful. I love you, you know. I love you too. Does anyone need a refill? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen this out here before? Oh, yeah. All right. What year? 2019. So I think it came out uh, in 2020. I was going to say that feels like. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it came out the pandemic year because I remember cutting my grass and like listening to another podcast that was talking about this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, during our like quarantine year. So this film, though, hits another, um, I guess, like vacation getaway type. Like it, it, it hits its own mold. So this is like a, this is a depressing one. (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is like a couple's getaway almost, but there's vulnerability to the getaway because it's like a very young couple. Right. So what's the story with them? I can't remember. They're like breaking up or. So Jeffrey Brown directed this and starring, um, Liana Liberato and Noah LaGrosse. And Get to the plot, John. Jake Weber's in this as well. <laughs> um, but a romantic getaway for two troubled college sweethearts turns into a uh, struggle for survival when unexpected guests and surrounding environment, I guess, uh, exhibit signs of mysterious infection. So we've got this like really troubled couple that arrives to this uh, beach house, pretty much, right? So you have this like wicked smart um, uh, young lady in this relationship and this like kind of wandering burnout kid who's the other companion in the relationship, right? And you can tell they're sort of trying to make amends in their relationship. He went off and about traveling aimlessly and she's kind of like, look, I've got a fucking plan. 
I study biology. I know my shit. I want to go to grad school. And he's like, hey, let's just wander around and be aimless. And you can tell, like, there's friction there. Like, they're not on the same page. So they get to this beach house, which is um, his father's beach house. And uh, the first thing they do when they get there is they go upstairs and get intimate. And then she comes downstairs afterwards and finds, oh, my God, like, there's someone, there's milk in the fridge and there are pills in the medicine cabinet. Like, someone's occupying this space and people, like, people show up. So there's another couple that's been living there. So there's, like, this level of discomfort. Like, they're supposed to be on this alone kind of getaway. And then they're, like, forced into being exposed to this couple who ends up being pretty cool like they're an older couple oh yeah yeah yeah. they want to drink they want to have dinner they end up all doing edibles together and uh it leads to this like experience where like you could tell the older woman is like mentally unstable she sort of disappears long story short this movie very quickly like descends into invasion of the body snatchers Yes. And the movie is really fucking it ha- I could not find a budget, but this movie is incredibly incredibly low low budget. Uh yeah, it has yeah. to be. And it's all practical effects too. Um so it goes very quickly from like this troubled getaway to um pretty much invasion of the body snatchers and uh survival for um one's oneself. Yeah, I don't. I watched this movie right when it came out on Shutter. I don't. I haven't watched it since. I don't really remember the ending. I remember there being like a thick fog. Yeah, and the fog is what um, infects people. And people become what do they become? So their eyes turn super white, and basically, like they they work to infect others, pretty much. And how do they infect? Do you remember? I don't know what the exact uh, bite or um, like mechanism for infection is, but I do know like when she's on the beach, when she realizes shit's going down and the, the most like impactful scene of the film, in my opinion, is when she's at the beach and she looks up the beach coast and all those pods like kind of appear. And she, there was like this little like worm thing that tried to invade her foot oh, and get right. into her in foot, foot. Yeah. dude oh, and she dude, pulls it out scene. it's disgusting oh. <laughs> it's so fucking gross yeah. uh but it's cool um and it's all rude like the whole thing is rooted in like science and philosophy and where they intersect and 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 her character being so like sharp and smart and on top of shit and in charge it's uh it's really cool and the end is very neat given the construct so if you've not seen this movie please check out the beach the beach house yeah no i remember um i really dug this i remember putting it on and you know with low budgets it can go either way and you know right away if a film's low budget like you know almost once the actors start talking you know and this um, movie you could you can kind of tell you're like this is probably low budget and it it definitely was but like yeah so what i'm alluding to is that you never kind of know if that's going to be good or not um, and this one turned out really, really good. Yeah. It's very refreshing and uh, it's, it's definitely worth a, worth a watch. If and you've not as seen you it. mentioned, there's an, 
there's an intelligence to it, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's deeper and there's more than just what's on the surface. So yeah, no, absolutely dig into that one if you have not. All right. So my, uh, number two here on this list, you know what? Uh, I'm torn between my two and one flip flopping. Yeah. I'm just going to go with this one. Uh, I think the first one is more relevant. The one I'm going to go with as my number one is more relevant. So, all right. So my number two is going to be us from 2019. Jordan Peele. That's a classic right there. What does I got five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. Here you go. Here you go. Creep on in, on in, on can't believe how big they've got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? Daddy. <laughs> He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? So this is the follow-up to the massive success of Get Out. Um, <clears throat> some people didn't receive this one as well. I thought this one is fucking great. It's still great. It's rewatchable. Um, it holds up absolutely, even after knowing the twist. I still don't like the end. Uh, but that's fine, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't like the end either. Yeah. I love the movie. But I love the journey. Yeah. And I love the movie. Uh, yeah, it's like Lord of the Rings. Sometimes you're like, ah, I'm not in the end. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiking through that mountain. I'm all there. Fucking great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Lapita, uh, Lapita Nyong'o, Winston Duke is Gabe, who is just hilarious. Like one thing about this movie is it's really funny. Um, it's so I love funny. the scenes like as I was like biting my tongue as you were talking about this because it's so relevant. Um, the scenes with the family in the car, like yeah, it's so yeah. good. I mean, it's just yeah. like honest that, that movie wouldn't be the same without those scenes of the family in the car both times, like to the, to the vacation home. So this and is a family to the beach. Yeah. yeah so this yeah. is a family who has a lake house or whatever, like some sort of vacation home. Uh, so we catch the, the movie starts with, well, the actual, the, the part of the movie with this family picks up with them in route to their vacation home. Uh, once they get there, they have to then go to Santa Cruz Beach to meet their friends. So then we get another car ride with yep. the family, which is yep. also great. We get to hear I Got Five on it uh, from Luna's, which is always fucking great. Uh, but yeah, no, this, this movie is, goddamn, uh, it's sharp, it's fucking witty, it's funny. And it's really fucking scary. It's got moments where yeah. it is just scary. Um, and it encompasses like the family <laughs> the family vacation trip, which is not something we've hit yet, really, right? And all Yeah, I don't think about. we have. Yeah. yeah. So this this is the uh the family trip. Yeah, the husband, the wife, the the daughter and the son. And as as a spectator in this film, um I know my my wife consume this movie differently than i did and if you know the day my kids watch this they'll they'll probably see it in a different light too uh just because like there are so many different interests represented um and and how it's laid out and like everyone has like a mirror or an equal so as that like confrontation happens you put yourself in the seat of like okay i'm the dad right um so how does the dad manage fighting the dad or how does the dad's fr- or the dad's friend 
Uh, like how does that interaction happen? Right. Um, and I'm sure everyone that watches this, like puts themselves in whatever, um, construct, you know, was kind of defined within the film. So I think it's super fucking interesting. And it's very, it's very aware, um, of like different kind of like social, social, uh, uh, buckets I guess um, as it's as it's laid out so like yeah and you like <clears throat> so the way it begins it begins in what 1980 I don't know the year 86 on Whatever. the boardwalk in 86 thriller yeah in Santa Cruz yeah uh, but no there's an intro scene in this so when you very first turn the movie on it's just a tv screen and it's like yep. super fucking eighties. There's like a big entertainment center with a couple of VHSs and it's like Chud and Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, and you're just dude. like, I'm in. I'm all the way in on whatever this is. I don't care what totally comes next. Totally fucking in. Yeah. Yep, um, yep, yep. And then but like all of his movies, you really have to pay attention because on that TV screen there's a commercial about hands across America to fight hunger and they're all holding hands and they're in red. Yep. And um that really becomes uh something prominent and uh then from that commercial cuts to like people on santa cruz beach partying and like having a great fucking time and uh it just kind of like represents the classism uh that there is in america uh we kind of keep the lower class down and uh you know the other people kind of thrive but no this movie is so there's symbolism there's all that in there but on like on the just the surface is a fucking fantastic, scary fucking film that is just dude, like the Tim Heidecker and uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss, like yeah, such that a great, couple is amazing. Such a and great that couple. scene with the good vibrations from the Beach Boys in their yep. house is one of the one of my favorite horror scenes in recent memory, man. Uh, just so fucking like good, and that scene when the twins are upstairs on that like little balcony and the twin shadow comes out with a knife is just like, dude, I know it's coming and it's fucking jaw dropping every time. And those twins are such uh shitheads. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. it really does kind of touch on classism and, and you're right. It's so tastefully and subtly done and it's so smart. So smart. Man, Jordan Peele, who would have known that he would be just one of the best horror directors of uh, this generation? I'm heading to my number two. Nice. Yeah? So I'm going to go to my cabin in the woods with The Cabin in the Woods. I'm glad you picked this because yeah. I, I was I was almost there and because I already had cabin fever, counted it out. So uh Drew Goddard directed this film, written by Joss Whedon, uh who brought us uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show and Firefly TV show, <clears throat> uh starring uh Kristen Connolly, Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchinson. But this is about five friends that go for a, a a break to a remote cabin where they get more than they bargain for discovering the truth behind what becomes the cabin in the woods. 
What's the guy's name that you did not mention? Fran Tarkenton? Fran. Yeah. That was a football player. Yeah. Right? What's his name? Fran. <laughs> I, I, know I know who you're talking about. Um, there are so many good people in this movie, though. So uh, to your point, though, Jamie, like the the friend group is just as likable as like the administration in this movie. Right. Yeah. Yep. So you have the, the people pulling the strings that are the shit bags, but they're so, uh, likable and, uh, approachable. Do you find the name? Friend Kranz. Yeah. Um, so the friend group is great. The administration group is great. This movie is incredibly smart, super self-aware. Uh, the setup is great. You are immediately drawn to these characters that are in this like standard because this came out in 2011. I had just graduated college, right? Uh, I think we did we go see this together in Chicago? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Me, you, your wife, who's my sister and my wife. And a, well, no, it was a coworker of yours. Nadim? Yep. Okay. Took me to my first uh, Middle Eastern restaurant in uh, Chicago. Did we see this at our theater? <laughs> yeah, the Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So with the 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 seats that like you might get a spray, uh, oh, like dude. a stray spring up your ass. One hundred percent. But that's you wouldn't want it any other way. No, no. Uh, so this this came out like right after we were out of college, right? This came out right after we had graduated college and it takes those like college type tropes um, quite literally and it it kind of manipulates them because it it has these characters that are not that type and it like molds them into being shittier versions of themselves pretty much right yeah um, like the uh, they talk at the end about the sacrifice and everyone having to have a certain character type. And they're like the whore, right? The, uh, the promiscuous the one. Yeah. Uh, and they, they put the, uh, whatever blocker in the hair dye of her hair dye. And like, that's oh, what yeah. makes her inhibition, <laughs> which is up f- totally absurd. <laughs> uh, and they take the Chris Hemsworth, uh, character and the dude who's smoking weed the entire time. They find he's immune to what they're they're feeding him because he's they're like, oh, the the cannabis has inhibited his ability to be manipulated. <laughs> uh, but the, it's funny because like the Chris Hemsworth character turns into this like total douche. And he and that kid the whole time's like he's a sociology major. Like he's really nice at heart. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Um but it's super funny how all how all of this unfolds, and I, I just remember seeing this movie the first time and not getting it because I was like, I at that time I wasn't uh, like in tune enough and not I don't I feel like personally I was not in a space to like like I got that it was something beyond what I was available to understand at that time I guess, um, which is why I I walked away from it and I was like, yeah, that was super good, but I don't know if I totally got it yeah um but then you know a couple years later i watched it again and i was like oh my god i totally the same thing happened uh with drag me to hell so i know drew goddard didn't do that film but similarly like it was a movie i watched and just didn't get on the first pass all right so my number one has to be uh i mean to me really 
it was either number two or number one, clearly. Uh, but I chose this one as number one. This is the Ari Aster, I'm just going to say a classic, Midsummer. I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe. Uh, from 2019, this is one of the more, like, when you think of, like, fucked up vacation, right? This is, if this doesn't come to mind that you probably just haven't seen it yet. Let's go overseas. Yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is, like, a group of friends travel to Northern Europe to visit a rural, like, hometowns. Uh, fabled Swedish Midsummer Festival that uh, one of their friends in the friend group happened to be from there, and he kind of lures them all to come come along, right? Yeah, not so not the best friend. This movie is unbelievably heavy, just thematically and uh, just like every way. It's, it starts off immediately fucking heavy. Uh, you know, there's death, and you you have a a boyfriend and girlfriend who they're, they're just a very troubled relationship to begin with. And then you add this, like this grief that nobody knows how to handle. She can't cope with it. He has no idea how to deal with a girlfriend who's going through this. He doesn't he clearly doesn't want to, um, what better way to work on your relationship than go to Europe with all your friends who hate your girlfriend. Well, it's so unsettling because I set it up where he's basically like, I'm going to break up with this girl. Right. And then right before this tragedy, she has this huge tragedy occur. And they're like, all right, well, you can't can't break up with her now. Yeah, Man. Would have been better probably for everybody if he had. Oh, it would have been better (laughs) for everybody. Although the friends are probably already still doomed. If you think about it, I think that's kind of still taking them along. That's kind of the point of the movie, I think, which is like, these guys are fucks. Yeah. They should be fucked for they being douches. They really do all kind of suck. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those movies, too, where if you go, you can go to different websites and, and look at the different. This is one of those really rewatchable movies because there's so much stuff that you don't know. So many at the layers, beginning dude. That kind of, oh. you know, allude to what's going to happen. And there's, I guess there's some paintings in her bedroom at the beginning. There's like one with like, uh, whatever you can go look this, this shit up, <clears throat> but this movie is fucking really incredible. I hated it the first time I saw it. I, I think I just, you know, looking at my phone and shit, didn't really grasp yeah. everything that was going on. Yeah. That second time I watched it for the podcast, actually, I was forced to sit and watch it. And I Michael, just, I loved it, dude. I fucking yeah. loved it. Michael Potter. We owe you uh <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, so Florence Pugh is just fucking incredible in this. Uh, Will Poulter is always funny. William Jackson Harper, again, always funny. Uh, the friend group, I, I they sucked, but I really liked them. I thought everybody kind of gelled together, made sense. I love the mushroom tripping scene. Um, who doesn't love to trip on mushrooms? But the the whole setup was just fucking great, dude. Like, that that whole intro had to be there. The The tragedy, the friend group hating on the... Uh, on the girlfriend and then when they get there and it's just magical right it's like they're at this magical fucking like it's fairyland it looks beautiful like, yeah 
nothing could ever go wrong. Everyone is happy, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that quickly, very, very quickly all dissipates uh, with the first ceremony, which was, um, I don't, I, I don't have the name of it in front of me, but there's the ceremony <laughs> yeah, where yeah, once you reach 70, <laughs> you have to jump off a cliff, essentially killing yourself. And uh, our friends get to witness this. And it is because they arrive for this festival, right? The midsummer festival or whatever it's called. And they get there like <clears throat> right at the beginning of this festival and uh, the festival is way more fucked up than you can ever imagine is what it comes to. I, I know I've told this story before, but this is when Brittany and I, my wife and I were watching this movie. <laughs> and at the end, um, when like, or toward, toward the end, when there's like the sex scenes happening yeah, in, yeah. in that yeah. barn. Yeah. Uh, and all the naked women are in there like lined up. <laughs> like chanting and shit. Yeah. And I, the first time I watched it, I was like nodding off. It was one of those oh, like, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't in a space to watch this movie that was like high, high art. And Brittany, however, was in. And I heard her mother. She loves shit like She that. was like, oh my, she goes, these ladies, <laughs> these ladies. And I like, my eyes fluttered open and I saw like all these naked old lady, these ladies, yeah, right? Ladies. Standing there. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, this movie, <laughs> this movie, I feel you and I have a much deeper appreciation for now than we did. And we can thank, uh, this podcast and a lot of people for coming on it, um, for us taking a second look and really understanding the depth and, and, and breadth of this film. Absolutely. And I think we appreciate it for what it is now. So great pick, man. Yeah, this is, this had to be my number one. All right. So I had to go with this film as uh, the number one, the last film we're going to talk about, because I feel like this prompt would not exist without this film. Jamie? What do we got? I still know what you did last summer from 1998. Last summer. We are going to the Bahamas. Nobody deserves a vacation more than Julie James. We have arrived in paradise. And here, miles from civilization. To a great weekend. Yeah, to a great weekend for She's me. finally gotten away from it all. I should have changed that stupid lock. I should have made Julie the key. If I'd have known for just one second, you'd be back to bother me. Fuck yes. So this movie runs deep with John and I. Um, so we have just the most like personal attachment to this movie. We fucking love it so much. But John, go ahead. Well, dude, so <laughs> on on your point here, uh, all those trips bringing our kids when they were little nuggets uh, to the ocean or you and I going to Chicago even for a weekend. Yes. It started to, be, to become like our... Like, if we had a flag, we could fly behind the car as we drove anywhere. Like, this would have been the flag. Yeah. It was like, hey, we're we're going to be alone for a minute, or we're going to be having fun for a minute. Like, we're watching this movie. We're watching this film. Yeah. So, uh, this movie's not the best movie. Okay. It's fine. We get it. Um, but 
we brought a zillion copies of this with us to the Outer Banks the first time. My daughter was probably 18 months old. Your son was two, I'd say. Yeah. The first time we went to the Outer Banks. One and a half or something. Yep. Yeah. So, like, <coughs> our kids were small our very first time. We only had time. one. We each only had one kid at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was our first trip, and it's funny because, like, um, I think one night someone said, like, did anyone bring any movies? And then, like... Uh, we had, like, Wizard of Oz in this movie. <laughs> we had Frozen, which the yeah. kids watched a million fucking yes. times. I was like, I brought two movies. And I held up Frozen, because the kids were asleep by this point. I held up Frozen, and I held up... Um, I still know what you did last summer. But this that trip was the one where an actual fucking hurricane came through. Yeah. Which is like a parallel of the film. And we honestly, I was watching that movie as it hit. That was one of those like, (laughs) Oh, ha ha. I I survived a hurricane, but like, ha ha. We fucking barely survived a hurricane. Uh, Cause all the locals were like, yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, it's just something that we went to here. lunch the day that like people were being evacu- evacuated. Right. And we, it would be, so it was one of those things where it was our last day. Like, we were going to leave the next day regardless. Right. And it was like, well, we the were wives- talk- talking about leaving that day. Yes. But we were like, you know what? Let's talk the to some locals. Fine. Yeah. We went to lunch at this place, this like local seafood place, and we were like, let's see what they say. And we we're watching the news, and the bartenders were like, nah, nah. Yeah. Nah, just like, <laughs> nah, put an nah, extra nah, board nah, out and nah. lock the door. And we were like, well, fuck it. We're like, we're on a house with stilts. Like, who fucking cares? Like, we're fine. Yeah. 3 a.m. arises. And I could not have been more fucking scared. <laughs> it, was so, it was so fucking scary, dude. The house was stilts that seemed like a safety measure instantly became a liability. And it was like, these are stilts. Like, this shit will fucking crumble. These stilts um, are going to walk their way yeah. out into the ocean on their own. <laughs> uh, so, But I remember falling asleep to this movie, like, when we still thought it was kind of like a fun... Before the actual... Like, before the actual terror came. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the 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 premise of this film though uh is so this is a Danny Cannon directed this Jennifer Love Hewitt's back from her wonderful debut Freddie Prince Jr. You Brandy in this one, right? Brandy Norwood is in this movie, but the murderous fisherman with the hook is back to once again stalk uh two surviving teens, Julian Ray, who left him for dead as well as uh Caused even more mayhem this time around at this uh, posh island resort. So our girl Julie and her roommate Brandy are lucky enough to get a phone call or uh, call into a radio station to um, answer a question and win a trip, right? Yes. And the question is, what is the capital of Brazil? And I think they say Rio de Janeiro, yeah, yeah, which is not the right. capital of Brazil, uh, which is the big reveal at the end. And everyone that fucking want like if this movie did nothing else, it taught everyone what the actual capital of Brazil is, which I think I'll, is I Brazil. Never, I'll never understand that setup. Like, was this th- a fake radio show? Like, what the fuck? It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Because he, the boyfriend, well. Yeah, Will or We're not going to do any spoilers here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a fake setup, I think. You know, 
why are they the only one? Like, I don't get, you know. I don't think too. It's like. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't think too deep into It's like eating a hamburger from McDonald's. <laughs> talk, yeah, like an impossible burger. Don't think don't, about what's in there. Don't it talk about the ingredients. Like Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening here, right? But this movie is, this is everything. This is the friend group going on a, a trip to uh to remote the Caribbean island, a yeah. very remote, uh, distinct island. Uh, so this is a, a trope we've hit a little bit thus far, but I think it's an important one because this movie, I think, is important to us for the reason the reasons we listed. And, and this 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 movie like represents the idea of like freedom and just I feel like you and I, it's it's like getting a a license from our wives when our wives say like, okay, for example. On June 11th, when we go sleep in a hotel, probably yeah. by ourselves, like you and I in a fucking queen bed, this movie's going to be on. <laughs> like, this is like, this movie represents yeah, no, you vacation I, yeah. of any yeah. sort for Any us. sort. When we went, yeah. to, we went to Ride Fest in Chicago, and Connor had that, like, L-shaped sectional, <laughs> and I slept on one one part of the sectional and you slept on the other like our feet were like right there and the, remember he kept coming down he was like he was like uh oh do you want me to set up the bed for you and the air mattress yeah, for you an and we're like, like i can set up and we're like no fuck off yeah we're good we got a I, I still know what you did last summer and we're gonna sleep yeah, foot do you to have foot. a blu-ray player because we're gonna yeah. yeah yeah we're good yeah uh but the dark and stormy drinks Right, how they're drinking that the whole time. Mm, mm-hmm. You got Jeffrey Combs from uh, Reanimator yeah. in this movie, which is like, why are you in this? <laughs> why are you yeah. in this? And he's so mean. He's Ooh, so he's real mean. mean in this, yeah, like just nasty as hell. Nasty. Um, it's filmed in Jalisco, Me- Mexico. It feels like it is. Uh, the bu- <laughs> what would you guess the budget for this film was? Oh man, I don't, I, I would have to say like what. Six million. Sixty-eight million dollars. Holy fuck. Dude, yeah. Sixty-eight? It made it made forty. It takes place on one <laughs> island. Dude, I, I know. I love this movie. The tanning bed scene like the concept of them getting to this island and being like because the the year we were fleeing from that hurricane, it was the same thing. Like we went there because it was a we made no money at that point in our lives. Yeah. It was like, Hey, this is the least expensive weekend we can go. And we got there and we we're like, Oh, well now we get why this was the least expensive weekend is fucking hurricane season. Yes. Um, it's the only weekend that was available and we tried to make the best of it. And that's what they do in this movie. Like the tanning bed scene and all that shit's happening. Like, it's the same deal. They get there, and it's not what they envisioned it would be. Yeah, but and they're like, we're going to make this our vacation. Like, We're going to do this shit we shouldn't do. There's yeah. no one here. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, number one in all of our hearts. This fucking perfect one. Yeah. What's funny is what, like, when we talk about the theme, I was like, should this just be an I still know what you did last summer episode? Because <laughs> it's the only, only one I can think of. I still know what you did last summer ripoffs. <laughs> um. You and I have gotten some hate from our buddies in uh, Alone in the Dark because of our <laughs> yeah. love for this movie, but it's just unabashed love that we have for this one. Yeah, I mean, we know it kind of sucks. It just is what it is. All right, man. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, uh, it was tons of fun. I want to go on vacation now. Guys, thank you for uh, checking this out. We've got a lot of uh, great stuff coming up next, so 
stay tuned. Follow us on social. We've got some good guests coming up. So we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.